So today we are going to spill some tea. <laughs> One thing that we're going to talk about are the sugar hair bear vitamins that are super, super popular and also super expensive. And super cute. Exactly. <laughs> we're going to talk about whether those are worth it. We're also going to dive into collagen supplements, mm. hair, skin, and nail vitamins, all these things that are super trendy that people like to take and think that they're helping their hair, skin, and nails. We're going to give you the real story if they're actually helping or not. So let's start with the sugar bear hair vitamins because this is something that's so popular right now and a lot of influencers are taking, maybe they're taking them, I don't know, but they're getting paid to say hmm. that they take them. They get paid so much flipping money to look beautiful after they've been styled with like the most expensive products by the biggest teams to just hold that little bottle right next to them and just like purse their lips and say like <laughs> use code whatever like they, some of them are so rich they don't even have to write a caption like it's just like use the code link in bio and it's they insane. look delicious they do I haven't tried them but they Ooh. look delicious i think they look like they taste like cotton candy like blueberry <laughs> so if you haven't seen these before if you're not on instagram first of all good for you <laughs> good thing you're not seeing these but they're these little blue gummy bears that are so cute and the packaging is like top level I was saying to Megan when we were talking about this, like, I want that on my bathroom, like, vanity. Yeah, exactly. It's so it's pretty. Like a decoration. But you found some studies yeah, about okay. this sugar so bear hair. Consumer Lab is a really good resource to go to if you're wondering about any kind of vitamins, minerals, things like that. It is a paid service, but they do their research, they do testing in their mm. labs. And so they did do some testing on the sugar bear hair vitamins. They found that they contained more than 160% of the amounts that they have listed for certain vitamins and minerals, which mm -hmm. is not necessarily a good thing. Mm -mm. And so Consumer Labs said that they are not approved for quality mm. assurance, which is not a good thing. Mm -mm. The other thing is they're not equivalent to a multivitamin or multimineral. They're missing iron, they're missing calcium, and they're super expensive. So... What you could be getting for seven cents a pill and a multivitamin, you're paying a lot more for in these sugar hair, sugar bear hair vitamins. And really all they're giving you is a lot of biotin, yep. which you can get for much cheaper as well. Even if you want to take a multivitamin and then add more biotin to it, there are a lot better options out there. So even though they're not as pretty... You just don't need the sugar bear hair You don't vitamins. need them. I think it's just one of those like flex moves right like look at me i have the sugar bear hair i saw them at my salon the other day too they were selling them on the shelves at the salon i was yeah. like dang it but yeah you're right just because it has over the amount of the vitamin or mineral that it's listing on the label is not necessarily a good thing especially because some vitamins and minerals i'm not sure exactly which ones they were claiming on there but some could be uh toxic if yeah, you consume too much mm -hmm, exactly. especially the ones you don't pee out i've definitely had several clients over my career that have come in and told me all these things that they're mm. taking and then when I really take a step back and I'm like let's actually go through all the symptoms that you're having and then mm. go through all the supplements that you're taking mm -hmm. and found that they're way over supplementing mm -hmm. and as soon as we take some of those things out 
their digestive symptoms or whatever they're dealing with actually goes away. And so those are the people that you would think are super healthy because they're very on top of everything and they're taking their turmeric and then they're taking their vitamin A and their vitamin D plus a multivitamin plus they're doing a greens powder plus they're doing some metabolism booster and then we find out like you're tripling up on some of this stuff that your body can't work through and you're putting your liver through the ringer and you're putting your kidneys through the ringer yeah and so when we take some of those stuff out they're actually a lot better off i'm glad you mentioned the greens powder i am seeing a lot of people starting to take this mm-hmm. but then their diet is excuse my french but pure shit but yeah. they're supplementing with a green powder and then a lot of times these green powders to make them even slightly edible they add artificial sugars in there, like mm-hmm. sucralose. And so these people are wondering why they feel a little bit like blech after they're eating the greens. And they just blame it on, oh, it's the fact that I'm eating concentrated greens, which maybe. But then they're also adding funky ingredients into these vitamins, into these powders, into all these things that make these great claims and really entice you to want to take them. But if you're having odd symptoms, that could be a great place to look at, especially if you feel like you're eating a, a healthy diet overall. Yeah. I just had a client this week who was doing a greens powder every morning in her smoothie after her workout, and before her workout, she was doing Spark. Oh. And so it was like a double whammy of sucralose, Mm because there was sucralose in the greens powder as well, and she was having a lot of digestion Mm -hmm. issues, and all we did was take those two things out. We didn't change anything else, because she had a really great overall routine and diet, and we just took those two things out, and she's like... I, you know, I'm not having any tummy issues anymore. I'm not having the crazy bloating that she was having every day. And that's all we did was take those two things out, which if you look at it, like from, if you stepped back and you looked at it, you'll be like, oh, she's really healthy. Like she's like doing her pre-workout and then she's doing her smoothie afterwards and really come to find out those were at a detriment to her. I feel compassion for people when it comes to those supplements because they really do a good job of making you believe that it's like a good company, which it might be. Like it might be a really good, well-intentioned company. Mm -hmm. And they do this thing where they put people behind these products and they put claims. And like you feel like you're doing the right thing taking the supplements. And I've noticed, I don't know if you've noticed this, with any kind of vitamin or supplement, some people have like an emotional attachment to the company or the brand or the specific claim. And it's not as simple as just like stop taking this pre-workout or stop drinking this post-workout or whatever it might be because there's some like emotional connection to the supplement. They've joined the tribe. Yeah. They're in the tribe. Yeah. And their friends are in their tribe or maybe their friends sell the supplement, which, (laughs) yeah. It's for another podcast. And a a lot of times like those people are just trying to help their friends. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel really great. You should take this too. Mm -hmm. And then they kind of get into that like obligation of, I have to keep buying it for my friend. Like, I can't now tell my friend my dietician told me to stop taking the supplement that they're recommending to me. So I think the main takeaway from that is, you know, one thing you can do is get better at Googling. <laughs> so, and, and what I mean by that is, like, if you can't just Google, are sugar bear hair vitamins good for me? Mm-hmm. Because everything's going to be positive <laughs> for the most part. That's yeah. what you see because they're paying a lot for the search engine optimization. But one thing I found that you can do is, if you type in sugar bear hair vitamins and then dietitian mm-hmm. or registered <laughs> dietitian, yep, you'll, you'll get some dietitian somewhere who's done a video or a blog post and has really done the research behind mm. it. So whether it's a vitamin, whether it's a juice, whether it's a powder, just Google that plus dietitian and usually you'll find a good article that's reliable. Mm. 
Hey, speaking of talking about reliable supplements from a dietitian's point of view, let's talk about collagen peptides. Okay. So we're on the topic of hair, skin, and nails. Yes. We have a lot of female clients, mm-hmm. a lot of female clients who are mindful of their appearance, right? Me too. And they ask us about collagen a lot. They'll ask us, and you know what, it's kind of interesting trying to think where to start here with the collagen because... Let's talk about what it is okay. first, what col- what collagen is. Okay. So it's a protein, Yep. right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of times the way that it's sold is in a protein powder, mm-hmm. so collagen protein powder. So I've had a lot of clients who will take protein powder in collagen form, which mm-hmm. I don't recommend. Nope, because it's missing a lot of the essential amino acids that a more complete protein is going to have. So when you take your whey protein, if it's a a complete whey protein, right, it's going to have the branch chain amino acids. It's going to have tryptophan. It's going to have all of these essential amino acids. And specifically, those BCAAs are really, really effective for building muscle. So that's kind of like the thing that you need to look for in a a post-workout or muscle building protein, I guess for lack of a better term. If it's a whey protein or it's a pea protein or hemp protein or something like that, it's going to be a complete protein. Really what we're trying to hammer home is just collagen is not a complete protein. It's not good for a post-workout. Right. That being said, that doesn't necessarily mean collagen isn't good for your skin. Right. Right? Right, exactly. So you wouldn't want to replace your protein for that meal with the collagen, Mm -hmm. but you could supplement it because there are studies that show it does have a lot of benefits for hair, skin, and nails. Yeah, and I think one of the best ways that I've seen people use the collagen powder is in their coffee in the morning. Mm-hmm. So like the collagen creamers. Mm-hmm. So you can get a good dose of collagen and you're not necessarily replacing your protein source with mm-hmm. it, but you can get the benefits from it as well. Yep. And if we want, we Ooh, want yeah. some real studies. You got the studies. You got the <laughs> studies pulled up. I got the notes here. So I think, you know, while you pull that up, thinking about collagen, who should be using it too? is going to be somebody who is, I mean, because collagen, your natural collagen decreases as you age. Exactly. So it's not something that if you're, you know, 18 listening to this that you necessarily need to supplement with. Agreed. It's if you are being really mindful about your skin and your hair and, and getting older, like all of us. So a study in Brazil suggested there is a benefit for brittle nails mm-hmm. from a collagen supplement. Um so women in the study consumed 2.5 grams per day of bioactive collagen peptides dissolved in water for 24 weeks. So that would be similar to putting in your coffee or your tea in the morning. Nail growth was reported to have increased by 12% and the frequency of broken nails decreased by 42% mm. compared to the period before collagen treatment. And we can kind of assume if it's helping nails, it's probably helping the structure of your skin. It's probably helping the structure of your hair mm-hmm. as well. So it's definitely not a throwaway supplement, which most of the time we trash supplements. Like I know, it's weird to be like, yeah, like this is a good yeah, one. <laughs> like, actually, there are some good studies behind it, and not yeah. just that one. That was just one in particular that was really specific. Um, but there is a place for it. It's just not a good post-workout. Not a good post-workout. It should not replace your, your regular protein source. Yeah. Which, speaking of, one of the things that gets a little bit... I think kind of thrown to the wayside when it comes to just general skin and hair health is making sure that you're eating enough protein in your diet, period. Very true, because protein is the building block mm-hmm. for your hair, your skin, your nails, all of the your bones, your teeth. Yeah. Like, it's the building block for all of those things. So if you're not getting enough protein, then those structures are not going to be supported. Exactly. And calories overall. Sure. If you're just eating, like, straight protein all day long 
egg whites, chicken, hardly anything else in your diet, protein shakes, well, your body can actually take that protein and synthesize it into energy. So if you're just eating protein and you're not eating adequate calories from other good sources, well, you're, you're going to look weak and malnourished. I mean, you can, I don't know if you've ever seen this, but somebody who clearly doesn't eat enough, they don't look healthy. The, Their skin's drawn. not glowing. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's drawn. It's, Ooh, it's yeah. right. It, it doesn't have the like puff. Yeah. No puff. The puff is normal. <laughs> you need the puff. Right. Exactly. And another thing that helps with that is hydration. Yes. If you're not hydrated, your skin's not going to look good. I, th- mm-hmm. I would say that's number one before taking any kind yeah. of supplement, whether it's collagen or biotin or multivitamins before you introduce anything else make sure you're hydrated because that's the number one thing that's going to make your skin look better Mm. is drinking enough water Mm -hmm. and that doesn't mean diet coke exactly water it's straight up water please for the love of god yes yeah i think for some reason i mean i know for i know why but a lot of people really struggle with hydration and it's not like the sexiest topic People aren't excited to talk about hydration. You know, it's mm-hmm. kind of one of those things that you have to, like, really push out of people. You're like, no, like, you could be doing everything right, but if you're not hydrated, you're not mm-hmm. giving your body literally what it's mostly made out of, which right. is water. Right. And if you think about it, your skin is a giant organ that dries out really easy. What is the opposite of dry? Wet. What's the most wet thing ever? Water. water. <laughs> so, boom, you take yeah. that for what it is, which is drink your freaking water. If you've ever attempted to improve your diet, we don't have to tell you that changing your eating habits is hard. Working with hundreds of clients one-on-one, the root problem is typically one of two things. First, you don't have a clear plan or direction to help you stick to your eating goals. Or two, you have no one holding you accountable to these goals for the long haul. Your solution to both of these issues is DAP, which stands for Daily Accountability Program. DAP is a 30-day virtual coaching program where one of our registered dietitians at Nutrition Awareness not only helps you craft a personalized blueprint to reaching your goals, but holds you accountable to that plan every single day. During each 30-day cycle of DAP, we teach you how to plan and stick to your healthy lifestyle and or weight loss goals through personalized nutrition and daily accountability via video, audio, and text message. Nothing is automated. You're talking to a real-life dietitian who understands you, your lifestyle, struggles, and goals. If you're curious about DAP, we invite you to view our application, which provides more information as well as some of the testimonials from previous clients who have found tremendous success on DAP. The application can be found on our website, www.orlandodietitian.com backslash coaching. Just scroll to the bottom and you'll see our application form. Again, that's orlandodietitian.com. Dietitian is spelled D-I-E-T-I-T-I-A-N. And eating foods that Uh, are hydrating as well. So like fruits, pineapples, watermelon, those kind of things. The things that are super high in water can also help hydrate your skin as well. Plus all of those things I just mentioned, whether it's pineapple, watermelon, kale, whatever, all those high hydrating foods, they're also going to have antioxidants. So you can kill two birds with one stone, baby. So antioxidants, good for your skin. We know that from all the creams that are out there and serums and all of those things. You can also be getting them from the food that you're eating, ingesting them, which is going to be good for your skin. Mm, Yep. Totally. Can't underestimate the power of just good food. And I think that's, you know... 
we're dietitians, so of course we're like biased and partial to eating your nutrition and supplements definitely have their place. But instead of taking like a laundry list of supplements and vitamins and minerals is look at your diet and see if you're getting a diverse amount of actual vegetables and things with color and things with phytonutrients. And I know there's legitimacy behind people saying, oh, you know, our food isn't as nutritious as it used to be. Fine, take that for what it is. I think that's kind of hard to say directly. But that's something that's really in your control and that you should be starting with anyway. Those fundamental pieces before you even think about supplementing with anything is, are you eating a diverse, healthy diet for you? And are you hydrated? Right. Okay. Foundation. Yeah. Are you sleeping? <laughs> right. You're yeah. not going to look young and youthful if you're not sleeping either. Mm-hmm. And I would say if we're taking this advice and turning it into specific goals, especially with hydration, mm-hmm. I would say number one, I always start people at 64 cups or 64, <laughs> cups, 64 ounces. Yep. So mm-hmm. eight cups. Why is that? No reason. There's literally no science out there (laughs) that says eight cups is what you should be drinking. There's no science out there to say this is the right amount for anybody. It depends on your exercise. It depends on your size. It depends on all these different things. How much you sweat. But if we have a starting point where I can say, like, how does 64 ounces feel to you? Mm. And then are you still thirsty Mm -hmm. after that? Do you feel like that's enough? Or did you feel like, oh, my gosh, I'm dying drinking 64 ounces a day. I'm going to the bathroom every four seconds then we make a decision from there. Do we need to increase that or do we need to back it up a little bit? And we all, you know, help you out depending on your exercise and that kind of thing. But that's a good starting point. Mm -hmm. If you're getting 64 ounces, okay. I think for me, just personally, just so people have an idea, mine's 90 ounces in a day. That's my goal. So I'm hitting that. I'm feeling good. I'm not thirsty. I'm getting what I need. I do the same thing. I say 32 ounces before lunch and 32 ounces after, especially for people that struggle with hydration. I have a lot of people say like, oh, all of a sudden it's 8 p.m. and I'm mm-hmm. frantically trying to get all my water in. And then the other gross thing, and I'll never forget this. I don't know why I'll never forget this, but I had my sports nutrition professor, who is awesome, by the way, if she's listening, she said that your urine should be the color of a pale yellow post-it note or clear. Okay. And I don't know why, but I think about that. Every time I pee, I think of my teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Pale yellow post-it note. That's a great sign that you're hydrated. That makes sense. Yep. And so then if you kind of have an idea of how many ounces you want to be getting in a day, take your water bottle that you use all the time, figure out how many ounces are in it, and then work backwards. How many times do you need to fill that up in a day to hit your goal? Look at us setting such a good example right now. (laughs) Does this mean I'm more hydrated than you because my water bottle's bigger? (laughs) Well, how many times do you fill it in a day? Quite often. I just have to get up and fill mine up more. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, there you go. So you're getting more steps in. Right. You know, one thing I really wanted to talk about on today's podcast, and like, I can't lie, this is probably like my least, top five least favorite questions from Ooh. clients is... Don't ask this. I mean, you can ask me <laughs> it. I suck it up. It's important for people. Should I be eliminating dairy slash sugar slash gluten from my diet to improve my skin? Why do you hate this? I don't know. Because <laughs> I think it's because I hate when I present someone with like, well, the truth is there's not like hard, steadfast research to support any of those unless you have an intolerance. So if you have like there's a skin condition that we talked about in our gluten episode that you break out in a rash if you eat gluten. Mm-hmm. Okay. So duh, there's some research there. Yeah. There is some preliminary research suggesting that maybe milk and maybe sugar could cause acne. But it's just so 
Because there's yeah. not a right answer. Yeah, that's that's why it bothers you. Because there's not a yes or no. It's that. And then the next step to help someone figure out if it really is causing skin distress is I have to recommend, okay, get eliminated. Elimination. Yeah. And I just hate, I, they're a necessary evil. Are not your thing. They're not my thing. I'll yeah. do them. I'll yeah. suggest them. I'll lead people through them. They're a necessary evil. I just know that it's a bummer. But some people get really excited about it. So yeah. that's always a relief to me when people are like, yeah, let's go. Let's eliminate everything and, and work it back in. Yeah. Fine, but that would be my my suggestion. I don't know if do you do anything else with that. It's a tool in the toolbox yep. for sure. It's de- it's definitely a tool, and I have seen. I won't lie. I, I would like to say that I've never had anyone cut out gluten and see a difference, but I have. You have and I sugar, have. and especially when it's like uh, psoriasis, mm-hmm. eczema, those types of inflammatory skin conditions. Mm-hmm. If there is something that's bothering them that they're eating on a regular basis, and we can take that out, mm-hmm. that actually doesn't necessarily mean that they can never have it again ever. It may just be for this period of time. Once we eliminate it and we get it out of the system and everything clears up, they can kind of start to work it back in a mm-hmm. little bit. It doesn't have to be this death sentence of never eat gluten ever, ever, ever again. But then that being said, like, we're usually coming at it from several different perspectives. Like, okay, if they decided to do gluten elimination, we're also increasing omega-3 supplements. Yep. We're also eating foods that are super high in antioxidants. We're probably cutting out other foods that cause inflammation mm-hmm. as well. So because we're coming at it from all these different angles, it may not necessarily have been the gluten that did it, mm-hmm. but it helped along the way. It helped along the to way. To clear some of those things up. Same thing with dairy. I definitely have had clients. They are the minority. The like minority. I would say maybe like 2% of the people that are having skin issues when they stop drinking dairy or stop having dairy in their diet, their skin will clear up. But it does happen. Mm-hmm. So that being said, I say at least four to eight, even better, 12 weeks to prove to yourself either yes or no, mm-hmm. this is improving or not. I need you to take pictures from when you start and when you end to prove that yes, mm-hmm. it's either helping or no, it's not. I need you to take notes. I need you to journal because at the end of that 12 weeks, I don't want it to be this like, well, like I've had it out like Monday through Friday, but then I would have yeah. like pizza on the weekend and like, I don't really know if it helps or not. There's no point yeah. in doing that. If we're actually going to trial it, we need to say four, eight, 12 weeks, you need to commit to that and you need to take photos or have specific evidence to support mm. because I don't want you after this to be like, I don't know, like maybe it's scary. <laughs> maybe it's not. We're going to decide. Yeah. Maybe got to come to a decision. Yeah. Question, do you ever notice that you have skin changes with anything? Mm-hmm. No. I don't know if it's in my head because I'm not going to eliminate sugar. But <laughs> I notice that once in a while, if I have two days where I eat more sugar than normal, I get like jawline acne for a few days. Interesting. And I've noticed it enough where I'm like, and I just, I want to be a denier. I do. Yeah, yeah. I do. But I'm like, ugh. And I'm wondering if it's just, well, you know. Inflammation, short-term acute inflammation. So we know that there are certain things that cause inflammation, and sugar is one of those things. Sugar causes inflammation. Alcohol causes inflammation. Mm -hmm. Simple carbohydrates, so, you know, your white breads, your white pastas, Mm -hmm. those kind of things. Those cause inflammation in the body. And so different people show inflammation in different ways. And some people, it shows up as acne. It Mm -hmm. shows up as rashes. It shows up as eczema or psoriasis joint pain joint pain heart disease diabetes all those things are inflammatory diseases Mm -hmm. and so for anything that's caused by inflammation if we can decrease the amount of foods or drinks 
you're putting in your body, then you should probably see some results from the thing that we're trying to get you away from. Exactly. Exactly. So all in all to say with this is, it's like, if you're really concerned, Mm -hmm. like you have eczema, you've got skin problems and it's impacting your quality of life or it's something that you really want to challenge yourself with. Yeah. Then the logical step would be to first look and see what is most prevalent in your diet. I usually direct people to start with sugar simply because, well, it seems to be pretty high in most people's diet, mm-hmm. and it's going to help with other health markers, sure. I think, more than taking yeah. out uh, gluten or dairy intolerance. And right. Usually when people come into the office, they're not solely coming in for hair, skin, and nails issues. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of something else, something kind of vanity-related, and a lot of their other concerns are probably going to be better managed or they're going to make progress on those things by cutting back on sugar. So starting there or just really drawing awareness to if certain foods trigger breakouts or unwanted skin reactions. Do you recommend people do all three things at once or just one at a time? Because I kind of take it person by person depending on what their diet looks like. Yeah, I think I I think the first thing I would do is focus on what can we include uh, yeah. first. Mm-hmm. Before we do any kind of elimination diet or anything like that, I would say first we need to address your water intake. Second, we need to address how many anti-inflammatory foods mm-hmm. are you eating in a week's mm-hmm. time or in a day's time? And how can we get more of those mm-hmm. things? So we talked about the foods that cause inflammation. Mm-hmm. The ones that are anti-inflammatory are going to be your fruits and your vegetables, your leafy greens, obviously berries, spinach, those kind of things, salmon mm-hmm. and fatty fish, anything that has those omega-3s mm-hmm. and it is going to be anti-inflammatory, and then nuts, seeds, legumes. So kind of going through the diet and seeing how much of that are you actually consuming and how can we maximize Mm -hmm. the amount that you're getting in a day. So we'll make goals surrounding that first and foremost. And then I think maybe the second time they come around, if they've actually been able to do that really well, then we'll talk about is there still room to cut out some things? Because a lot of times when you put the good stuff in, bad stuff kind of goes out yeah, anyways that ratio. and so then that way they're not focused on that negative goal of like i can't eat cake i can't mm-hmm. eat cake i can't eat cookies can't eat this and they're focused more on i just need to add greens to every meal yeah and so then there's just less room for the cake and they're not focused yeah on that aspect of it so we usually don't have to get to that part but if we get to that part where we're still like oh there's still some issues then maybe we'll talk about the gluten or the dairy or the sugar mm-hmm. or things like that Yeah, that's kind of our MO, I feel like, is always thinking about the abundance of foods that you should be eating more of, that you do get to eat more of. And I think that just makes people more excited to Mm -hmm. take on any kind of diet change when you get to think like, ooh, look at all of the really good healthy things that I get to fuel myself with, that I get to eat in abundance. I think that's such a trendy word right now, abundance. But it's true. And then starting there is going to have, I would say, higher adherence rates because Mm -hmm. people are actually going to want to stick to some kind of change. And then when you're eating really healthy things, that leaves less room for not so healthy things if you're, you know, in tune with your hunger cues. Yeah. People are going to see positive results 90% of the time, if not more. I would say another thing we haven't talked about yet is iron deficiency. Mm-hmm. That's something that could definitely affect your skin for sure. Mm-hmm. So getting tested for an iron deficiency is always a good idea. If, if you've ever gone to give blood, usually they'll test your iron and make mm-hmm. sure you have good iron stores before they'll take mm-hmm. your blood. So that's one way to get it tested for free. Um, or if you're going to the doctor, have your iron levels tested. And if they're low, you need to get started on a supplement or mm-hmm. you need to increase the amount of iron in your diet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
if you're wondering, okay, should I get my iron tested? If you're not really sure, there are a lot of symptoms of iron deficiency that you can look at in your own life without even getting tested uh, to make you decide if you really want to take that step. If you're chronically fatigued, like if you feel exhausted, if you are a runner, runners are at higher risk for iron deficiency. That foot strike breaks down red blood cells. If you're noticing that your hair is thinning, if you're feeling pale, if you're cold to the touch, uh, if you're a woman and you have really heavy menstrual cycles or really frequent menstrual cycles, other risk for iron deficiency. So definitely check that out, regardless of if you care about your hair, skin, and nails right now, because that can get serious. Vegetarian and vegans are yeah, at yeah. higher risk, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, there are two different types of iron, heme and non-heme mm-hmm. iron, which affects your body's ability to absorb it. Mm-hmm. And so it, this is just how it is. Animal products, our bodies absorb the iron from them much, much better than kale or spinach mm-hmm. or which has iron but you could eat a bucket yeah. of spinach and you're not going to get as much iron as you would from eating red meat yep. that's just how it is and so a lot of times like i would notice during my cycle i would crave a cheeseburger mm-hmm. or a steak or something mm-hmm. like that yeah and that was my body telling me you need to get more iron and there's been times in my life where i've been vegetarian and that's when those cravings kind of come on strong yeah and so recognizing that and your body kind of pushes you towards those kind of things a lot of times you just don't really realize that you're like why am i craving a burger right now mm. oh red meat i need i need some red meat in my life you know that reminds me of a similar experience that i have around that time of the month is i crave so much chocolate mm-hmm. and i crave magnesium mm-hmm. and the extra calories but yeah. yeah i've had you know issues with magnesium before and yep. i always crave chocolate yep so my body's being depleted of it so Iron's an important one. Zinc is another important one for mm. hair, skin, and nails. So if you're looking at some kind of a multivitamin or a supplement, make sure that there is zinc in mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. That helps um, helps with the structure mm-hmm. of your proteins as well. So zinc's a good one. Vitamin C yep. is another one. So these are all things mm-hmm. that you can get from food. Zinc is in shellfish. Mm-hmm. Um, vitamin C is going to be in all your citrus, all your leafy greens. So these are all things you can get from food. But if you are looking to supplement extra because you feel like maybe you're not getting enough, a multivitamin is going to have usually all yeah. of those things. Multivitamins are like the forgotten vitamin, <laughs> but they're like the best one. <laughs> They've got a lot of things that you need. They're just not as sexy on your counter. Except Target's got some cute packaging now, I'll say, for multivitamins. Yeah. So if you're worried about that, the aesthetics, you can check out Target. At least I'm kind of worried about that. And that being said, does everyone need a multivitamin? No. no. Um. The studies that have been done, do they? Sh- does it show that you're going to live any longer for taking multivitamin? No. You don't need one. It's just an insurance policy. So if you're thinking about your hair, your skin, your nails, you want to take a multi plus some biotin, maybe do a little collagen powder, eat lots of foods that are high in antioxidants, I feel like you're kind of covering all your bases. You're drinking mm-hmm. enough water. You're getting enough protein. You're getting enough calories for the day. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about a lot of things, a lot of different strategies. But the main thing is that it's not just about buying the sugar bear hair yep. gummies. Exactly. It's not just one little random supplement that's cute online isn't going to be a game changer if everything else is screwed up. Okay. I think we covered that. Yeah. Let's, let's move on to our new segment. Okay. Which is healthy or not. Oh, I'm excited for today's healthy or not. <laughs> We're talking about juicing, specifically celery juicing. So celery juice is hot. It's still hot. It's It's been hot since like 2018. I know. Who started this? 
I don't know. The only thing that's hot when I drink celery juice is my bowels, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> God, that stuff tastes horrible. I definitely still have people that drink it every yeah, they single do. morning and they love it. I have no problem, by the no way. No problem. No problem with it because I it's gross. you're drinking something that is super high in water. Yeah. And you're getting some vitamins and minerals. Like celery isn't super high in any vitamin or mineral because it's just a water-based food. That's why it tastes like nothing. <laughs> and when you're juicing it, you're taking the fiber out of it. So you're not getting the fiber out of yeah. it. But that being said, there's nothing wrong with it. If you want to drink celery juice, mm. go right ahead. I have a positive about it. Okay. I want to start on a positive note because I don't want the haters to come at us. Because we're not hating on it. I think what it does for people is the mindset. It's like, oh, you have, like, a healthy drink in the morning. It's, like, sets the tone for your day. Like, some people meditate. Some people take cold showers. Some people drink celery juice. It sets the tone. That's a good point. That's That's a good point. If you wake up and you put something green in your body, it's going to be a lot better than waking up and just chugging the coffee or getting the Diet Coke started. Right? Coffee? Yeah, I guess. (laughs) No, but it's true. Yeah. So, I looked up to see if I could find any studies about celery juice because... If, again, if you just Google celery benefits of celery juice, you're going to find a million articles talking about how great it is for you. But if you Google celery juice plus dietitian, uh-huh. <laughs> you'll get some good information. So there was, so I did PubMed search, looked for celery juice. So that's where you find all these studies. Um, there were only four, there were four or five studies on humans, and none of them investigated the health outcomes of drinking celery juice. So there is absolutely no evidence behind it. What we know common sense wise is it's got some antioxidants, it's got some vitamins and minerals, it's not going to harm you. If it starts your day out on a good note and you feel good and you want to go out for that run after you have your celery juice, you go right ahead and have it. it. You do it. But do not believe any of those articles that say it's the key to weight loss, it's the key to curing heart disease and diabetes. And no, it's not doing that. I just love when I watch like an influencer video or something and the hesitation in their voice when they start to justify why they drink it. They'll be like, I start every morning with celery juice because it's like really good for like, um, like, um, like digestion and um. yeah. (laughs) And then it's real quick. They're off doing their next thing. And you're like, "Mm," because if you just start your day off with fluids, that's definitely going to help your digestion. Right. Okay. It's not rocket science. So, celery juice, healthy, yeah. I would say. Yeah, yes. healthy, not harmful. Definitely, definitely not, not in the not healthy, but also not going to cure it. Right. I think if this segment was necessary or not, it would be not. <laughs> Agreed. So, guys, we hope you guys learned something from this episode we talked about a lot, especially when it comes to hair, skin, and nails. If you know somebody who is spending all of their hard-earned cold cash on useless supplements, sugar bear hair, gummies, whatever it might be, Share this episode with them. Help them save some money. Maybe they'll learn something. Or share it on social media and and let all of your followers know that they don't need to waste their money on every single thing that they see advertised on the gram. And if you have any other questions about hair, skin, and nail nutrition, because we covered a lot, but there's still a lot more to be covered, we can do an episode two. Just shoot us your questions via Instagram. 